Hey, what's up guys, Travis here. And if you've been following me or my story for any length of time, you know that I started a company called Guestio about a year and a half ago now. And one of the things that we are doing this year in 2022 is we're building a concierge program called the Fast Pass that allows you to get booked on top quality shows and platforms for the purpose of spreading awareness for your brand, grabbing attention, uh, growing your credibility, your authority, et cetera, et cetera. And so if you are listening to this right now and you are a seven figure plus entrepreneur and you have a budget to bring in traffic, attention, credibility, authority to your brand, then this might be a really great program for you. Just head over to travischapel.com slash 10K. Why 10K? Because we guarantee in this program that you're going to be able to speak in front of 10,000 people within 90 days. Okay, 10,000 people within 90 days. Imagine getting on a stage in front of 10,000 people to share your message, your story. That's exactly what we are doing inside of this program through virtual stages like podcasts or virtual events or YouTube channels or blogs. You name it, we are working with it, and we are trying to get you booked on those platforms. So travischapel.com slash 10x. There's a quick application there, and then right at the end of that application, it'll prompt you to set up a phone call where you'll jump on a call with me, and we'll talk through whether or not you're a great fit for this program. Please act fast on this. Do not wait because we are only taking on one or two clients a week due to uh, constraints with our team and the limited supply of high quality shows and platforms that are out there in the market. So if that's you and you're really wanting to explode your brand in 2022, head over to travischapel.com slash 10K, fill out the application, schedule a quick phone call, and you and I will chat really soon about whether or not this would be a great fit for you. Thanks, guys. Talk to you soon. Build your network. Episode 40. Hey, listeners, this is Jane Bloffus, author of With the Stroke of a Pen, Claim Your Life. And if you want to claim your life, you should be listening to Build Your Network with my good friend, Travis Chappell. You have the ambition, the knowledge, and the experience, but still lack those relationships necessary for achieving true success. Welcome to Build Your Network, your guide to growing your inner circle, increasing your influence, and assisting others in reaching their goals. This is networking the way it should be, brought to you by your host, Travis Chappell. Hey there, what's up? My name is Travis. Welcome to the one and only show that brings you tips and tricks on networking from the best experts around three days a week. Although they may not all be in the same field, every guest that comes on the show has one very important thing in common. They believe, as I do, that building relationships is crucial to achieving success in life. I cannot wait to introduce you to today's guest, but first, if you're listening to this, then there's a good chance that you're serious about building your network. If that's you, and only if you're serious, you should definitely check out my Facebook group, Build Your Network Beta. If you want more personal engagement, proven connection strategies and tactics, and some awesome giveaways like shopping sprees, Beats headphones, et cetera, et cetera, then head on over to byn.media forward slash FB to join the group, or you can search Facebook groups for Build Your Network Beta and join there. And once you do, please be sure to introduce yourself and say what's up, and I will catch you there. And now let's go ahead and chat with today's guest, Jane Bloffus. Jane is the best-selling author of the book, With the Stroke of a Pen, Claim Your Life. 
Her book has become recognized as one of the most comprehensive, actionable, personal, and financial planning resources available on the market today. She's a highly sought-after international keynote speaker, a frequent guest expert on both national TV and radio, and a Huffington Post blogger. Jane is an influential coach to many entrepreneurs and sales professionals and believes that to excel in today's marketplace, the key to success is relationship building. And she walks the walk and talks the talk. Jane, thank you so much for coming on the show today. I'm really excited to have you. Why don't you go ahead and expound on that intro a little bit and then tell us more about yourself. Well, first of all, Travis, thank you very much. I'm so thrilled to be here with you today. And thanks for giving me an opportunity to spend some time with your listeners. I live in Toronto, Canada, and I was born and raised in um, here in Canada. I'm married. I have a daughter that I will keep her age secret so I don't give my own away. But <laughs> I, have a, I have a grown daughter who thankfully lives about 20 minutes from us. And my husband, Michael, is my business partner and partner in life. And together we run the Bloffus Group Incorporated here in Toronto. And then uh, tell us a little bit more about your, uh, your book, Jane. What is one thing that you would want us to get out of that? Um, I'm trying to take the fear out of a conversation that a lot of people don't like to have. I ca- I've been coined a catalyst for courageous conversations because the book is all about helping people to get your personal and financial lives in order while you can. And, you know, Travis, I'm sure you and your wife don't sit around on a Thursday or a Friday night with friends and family and go, so what would happen if you became terminally ill? tonight or died tomorrow morning. It's just not the kind of conversation most people have. So what I want to do is I want to help to take the fear out of this courageous conversation that we all have to have with ourselves first, then with our families, and then with the appropriate financial planning professionals. So that's what I hope people will get out of this book are the tips and strategies that we have provided both through our own personal experiences and my background. And uh, and then you're writing another book right now, is that right? No, I'm just doing a third edition of the same book, but we have added a new afterward because a lot of people have said, you know, your story is actually inspirational because you've come through a very, very dark time in your life and you've proved that the light at the end of the tunnel is no longer an oncoming train. <laughs> so I've shared with people that, uh, you know, we've come through a bad period, but we've learned to live and love again. And it's a, it's a good thing. How has failure really helped shape your career? <laughs> oh, do I have to admit I've been, had failures, Travis? I didn't know I had to go there. Um, I, you know, it's, I'm going to I'm going to share a, a little story with you because I think that will answer the question. I was challenged uh, by someone to tell my story in a four and a half minute speech, and what I realized as I was prepping for the speech was. During my life, when something has happened or, you know, I've lost, I was fired from my first full-time job. And when other things have happened in my life, I've never said, oh, why me? I've always said, okay, why now? What am I supposed to learn from it? And more importantly, what am I supposed to do with it to help others? So that's the way I sort of look at anything that I don't feel has been as successful as I would have cared for it to be. I ask those three questions. And what is one quality that you think that you possess that has contributed a lot to where you've come in your career? I'd like to say that it's, I've just always been myself. 
what you see is what you get. I've, I've never been um, one to put on, I've tried never to put on airs. I've tried to just be who I am and to be authentic and to, you know, live my life with integrity and with um, an outwardly looking focus. So I'm hoping that that's sort of what people see when they see me. And it's just what you see is what you get. This episode of the show is brought to you by Indeed. We are driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate is not to search at all. It's to match and match with Indeed. If you need to hire, you need this platform, guys. I'm telling you, Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work and use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging candidates so you can connect with those people even faster. And it doesn't just help you hire faster. In fact, 93% of employers agree that Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And look, guys, one of the things that I wish I would have used Indeed for is this matching service. You can search and search and search and search and search all day long, but to actually be presented with quality candidates, like 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 hiring a a recruiter for you that's presenting people that has actually done the work to vet them and uh, bring quality people in front of you, that work by itself is uh, the fact that it's done by a software instead of like a team of high quality recruiters is is pretty insane. So they leverage over 140 million qualifications and preferences every single day, which is why Indeed's matching engine is the best one that you can use. It's constantly learning from your own preferences. So the more you use it, the better it gets at doing the job for you. Join more than three and a half million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility over at indeed.com slash Travis. Just go to indeed.com slash Travis right now and support this show by saying you heard about Indeed here on the podcast. Indeed.com slash Travis. Terms and conditions apply. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. And kind of switching gears here a little bit, uh, Jane, in your intro, I read that last part where you said that you believe that to excel in today's marketplace, the key to success is relationship building. And that is something that you and I definitely have in common or else I would not have this podcast called Build Your Network, which is literally just to help people better build those relationships. Um, Do you believe, Jane, that what you know or who you know is more important? Um, I would say they're both important, Travis. And, you know, if you wanted to ask me why I would say that is because I think in today's day and age, people seem to gravitate towards or look to people who are known for what they know or have become an expert in their field. So I think what you know is important, but it's also you have to surround yourself with the right people in life. I've always been the type of person that's believed in in becoming involved with and connected with people that will pull me to a higher level. Yes, I like to mentor and I like to spend time with people, but I'm constantly looking for people that will pull me to the next level, that will help me go and grow and help me to become better than I already am. Hmm. And tell us about a time a specific time in your life when a connection led to a moment of success? (laughs) I've been blessed with 
connecting with a woman who is very, very well known here in Canada in the financial services industry. And she had she has an illustrious career. And soon after she retired from the banking sector, she went into television. And one of the first things she did was she had her own television show. And through LinkedIn, um, we saw that she was putting out a call for suggestions for stories and whatever. So my husband, my husband was actually the one who stumbled over it and said, I think you need to connect with this lady. So I sat down and I drafted out uh, an email to her and sent it. And she answered within 10 minutes and said, this is a very interesting story and something that I would really like to discuss further with you. And she's turned out to be a tremendous mentor for me, a supporter of the mission and the movement that I'm creating across the world. And she now is the contributor to the the forward of my book. And she just has become somebody that I really go to when I'm looking for advice or things like that. So it, she's been she's been instrumental in helping me on this journey with the book and my and the the movement I'm on. And if you had never really been actively building relationships and trying to meet other people, um, how, how do you think that that would have affected your career so far? Oh, my success. Um, today can be directly linked to the network that I have built over the years. I have an extensive, extensive network. And Travis, one of the things I've always been very aware of and very careful about is I've worked for four of the largest life insurance companies here in Canada. I have 25 plus years experience in the financial services industry. But when I came into the industry, there were 141 companies up here. There's less than that. There's less than about 40 now. So I was always very careful never to burn a bridge behind me or cut off my nose to spite my face. So I have nurtured and been very, very careful about my network. And I've also been very careful about my reputation because that's you only have one go around at it. So network is key for me. So with it being that important and that key, why do you think that so many people fail at growing their inner circle or networking? I think in some cases, some people lack self-confidence. I think some people are, you know, they're introverts and very, very shy. And it, it, it can be paralyzing for someone to, you know, walk into a crowded room and not know anybody there. But I think also a lot of people just, they don't look at it strategically. You know, when you're building a network, it's not a, it's not a, um, you know, it's not something you just do when you have a moment or whatever. It really is something that you have to give some thought and some structure to. And I don't think a lot of people understand that. That's so, so, so important. I think I've had this conversation with many people and, um, and that is, it is, that is the overwhelming response is that there's no priority on it. It's just something that they take as an accidental thing that's just going to happen at some point. Instead of on purpose, setting aside time, set a, setting aside even a budget um, for that one specific task. So I definitely agree with that. Uh, one thing that I notice a lot uh, when I see people network, Jane, is that they are always looking for what they can get out of a relationship <laughs> instead of what they can give to a relationship. What is your experience with that? And then what are some practical ways that you try to add more value to those people that you meet? 
I have come across that so many times, it still blows my mind to this day that people do that. Um, The one thing about networking is it's not all about you. If you cannot come into uh, a networking, you know, opportunity or or meet new people and add some value, you know, people, I I always talk to people, I do a lot of coaching with entrepreneurs and whatever, and I talk about the whiff and what's in it for me. People really want to know what kind of a relationship or what can you bring to help them and I think a lot of people go into networking thinking it's a spray and pray method and you know you just go and you meet as like he who goes he he or she who goes home at the end of the event with the most business cards wins uh no (laughs) right that's not the way networking works so you and the one thing I know from all my years in working with sales professionals and entrepreneurs is that people can smell somebody a mile away who's just strictly in networking for what can I sell you mm-hmm. or what can I tell you about me. So you really have to go in with the premise of building relationships first that can possibly lead to something down the road. When you're initially talking to somebody, are there any go-to questions? Because that's one question that I get quite often is uh, when when people are talking to somebody new, they just run out of things to ask and they're not (laughs) sure where to go from there. Are there any go-to questions that you ask that are uh, really kind of thought-provoking and will get the other person to really start talking and opening up to you? Well, I, I ask people, what makes your heart sing? Like, what are you passionate about? What what gets you out of bed in the morning? What makes you do what you do? And I can tell you that once you start pe- asking people those kinds of questions, either they stop dead in their tracks, especially when I ask the one what makes your heart sing, because mm-hmm. a lot of people haven't identified that. They don't understand what their own why is in life. So I try to ask thought-provoking. And one of the things I also do is quite often when you get into a uh, networking thing, especially if you're meeting somebody who's really nervous and uncomfortable, usually they will ask you right out of the gate, so tell me what you do. I always say, you know what, Travis, before we get into what I do, I'd love to find out more about you. So I always turn it back to the other person. I never start out of the gate with telling people about me first. What I try to do is I try to pick some nuggets of what I've heard them say to me so that we can start to see if there's a a way for us to relate a little bit quicker and a little bit better. Yeah, so I think exactly what you're saying, the scripted question to ask at any event is, so what do you do? And I think that it's so important to really dig into the why do you do something? And uh, most people just aren't expecting that question. So when, uh, when, when, when you ask them, what do you do? They have a scripted answer that they've mm-hmm. said over a thousand times, probably that day. <laughs> so when you ask them why they do it and get into what makes your heart sing, I'm sure that definitely makes them open up into a real, actual, genuine conversation with you. So um, definitely, definitely important to have some of those questions logged in your memory. Uh, Jane, we've talked about a couple of things so far, but if you could just boil it down to one, just one overall tip on how to connect with others better, what would that one tip be? Well, we already touched on it, Travis. It's have a networking strategy. As I said, spray and pray method doesn't work. Hmm. You need to understand why you're doing what you're doing, what is the intention for attending a networking event? You 
you touched on budget. Some people can go broke networking because they're running around paying for parking and, you know, um, a, a meal ticket for dinner or whatever. And they're going in and they have no idea what they want to accomplish. Mm-hmm. And the other thing is, is that you should know what the end result is. What do you want to walk away with at the end of that event? Do you want to walk away with two new contacts and an agreement that you can follow up once the networking event is over. What's your strategy? How are you going to, if you've made a connection, how are you going to keep that connection alive? Hmm. And if you don't know what that is, what your your outcome is, is that you will attend networking event after networking event and you will never get anywhere with them. You won't deepen any of those relationships. And is there a place either online or in person, it could be an event or a coffee shop or anything like that, that you go to specifically cultivate relationships? I spend a lot of time on LinkedIn. I have a social media platform. My my focus is on LinkedIn, Facebook business page, and Twitter. Those are my three go-tos. And I have a virtual assistant that works with me who has, we do a marketing strategy across my social media platforms. But for me, my target market lives on LinkedIn. But one of the things that I do on LinkedIn is I never, I, I try desperately not to just send a generic you know, let's connect. I always try to pull out um, something personal. I will read the person's profile and I will say, you know, this resonated with me or we have some synergies or you and I have a ton of common connections. I'd really love to connect if you be open to connecting. Mm -hmm. And then what I do is when I receive invitations from somebody who comes to me, I go and look at their profile. I don't accept just out of the blue because I want to sort of get an idea where they may be coming from. But after I accept, I go, you know, I'm always interested as to why people reach out on LinkedIn to connect. Could you tell me something that prompted you to reach out and connect with me. That is a very interesting exercise. Hmm. It's very interesting what you find out. And it's so important what you just said. I don't know how many LinkedIn messages that I get that are written by LinkedIn, <laughs> you know, oh, yeah. and uh, as soon as I see it, I just, uh, I just get rid of the notification so that it stops showing up as a little red number in my notification settings. And then I'm, and then I'm done. I don't even, don't even read it. Don't respond. If you can't even take the time to at least type out my name or mm-hmm. something like that, then, uh, then I'm guessing you're probably not too serious about what about what you're saying to me so um so so you, you just you just said something there Travis that I think people don't I think they underestimate this if you don't even know my name or you can't spell it properly when it's sitting on my LinkedIn profile in front of you <laughs> that oh, is man. a that's that's a that's a game changer right there it's amazing <laughs> you know people don't spell check they don't look at what they write mm-hmm. before they hit send and then it's just like oh okay mm-hmm. let's yeah. hmm. Next. Yeah, it's not a it's not a numbers game. Yeah. Nope. Networking is not a numbers game. That's very, very, very true. Um Jane, throughout your career, how important have one on one mentorships and group mastermind settings been? 
Oh, very important for me. Um, I've had some amazing mentors in my life. And I, you know, I referred to one a little earlier, the lady that has written the foreword for my book. Mentorships uh, have been critical for me. I, I have an advisory board for my company. And these people are mentors that I look up to. And I seek their counsel, their experience, their thoughts, their feedback. And I've been privileged to be able to have the ability to reach out to some people that are very influential and in great positions who've taught me an awful lot. And I have invested very heavily in my own development from a coaching standpoint. I'm a member of a mastermind coaching group. I spend a lot of money every year being part of this group, but that's what's helped me to go and grow. Since I walked out of corporate in 2008 and became an entrepreneur, I have, I'm now on my third coach. I've up leveled over mm. time because not that, you know, I wasn't happy with the relationship, but I just needed right, to right. go to another level. Mm -hmm. So for me, they've been critical. And I believe, Travis, that anybody who wants to be successful has to either have developed some mentorship arrangements or be paying to work with a coach. And that's why I hit so much on people creating a networking budget, whatever that networking mm -hmm. budget is, I think should go toward any of those, whether it be a live event um, centered around your industry or a uh, small mastermind group setting that meets once a month in your city or an online membership site um, or a one-on-one -on -one mentorship with somebody that's in a place that you want to be, be at. Like Having a budget to uh, spend money on those sort of things, I think it's benefited me a lot and uh, it sounds like it's benefited you quite a bit as well. And it has. And one of the things that I get pushback from when I'm coaching sales professionals and entrepreneurs is oh, I can't afford. I can't afford that. I can't afford that. We'll stop using the word I can't afford and start looking at things as an investment. Because if you start investing in yourself and your growth, you have a completely different mindset and you walk away with a very different takeaway than you do if you keep viewing it as, oh, my goodness, this is costing me. No, you're investing in your own personal and professional development. And so true and such an important mindset shift as well. Um, if you moved to a new place hmm. and lost all of your current contacts, Jane, starting from scratch, what would you do at that point to start rebuilding your network? Well, that happened to me three times in my career. When I was first in the life insurance business, I started I started working in my hometown in my natural market. And then I married a man in the military. And what happens when you do that? You move. So I relocated to a place where I knew no one but him. The second time we relocated. After that, I knew six people and four of them were my family. And after that, I relocated somewhere where I know, knew three people and two people who were in the same industry that I was in. So I've done this three times, Travis. I've started over in cold markets. So what did I do? I started going out and talking to people. So I was in the insurance business. So what I did was, okay, who would be a like-minded individual in the community that also has to meet sales forecasts and things like that. And I went, hmm, I bet you any money that the managers, the sales managers of hotels in the area 
would be interested in growing the number of rooms that they rent out. So I went through and I found eight people in the community and I phoned each of them and basically said, hi, Jane Bloffus, new to the community. My goal is to, you know, figure out how I can add value to other members of like-minded members of the community. I'd love to have an opportunity to come and introduce myself to you and find out how I might be of assistance to you. And inevitably, Travis, what happens is once you've done it that way, and it goes back to the beginning of our conversation about being outwardly focused and what the WIFM is for the person you're speaking with, inevitably, they say, what can I do to help you? And in one of the cold markets, I had somebody introduce me to 12 people, and eight of them became my clients, and I never looked back again. But I also, I also became known for what I knew in that particular field because I became an expert in something that had to do with the military. So again, I became known for what I know. So it's finding it's it's finding a lane, sticking to it, and then you just got to get started and you got to get out there. I, you join the local chamber of commerce, um, a business networking, anything like that, but you just got to get going because Contrary to popular belief, and in all my years I've been training salespeople, never in my life have I ever heard of anybody developing a relationship or selling anything to the four walls of their office. Jane, are you ready for the random round? Let's do it, Travis. This is the random round. What profession other than your own do you think it would be fun to attempt? Singing. If you could sit on a park bench with someone, past or present, and talk to them for an hour, who would it be and why? I, I would love to spend time with Katherine Hepburn. She's one of my all-time idols, and not just because she was an actress, but I just find her fascinating. How do you like to learn best, books, blogs, podcasts, or videos? I'd say a bit of all of them, but I, I like the visual. I like good video with good content, and I love podcasts as well, Travis. I have to say that. We're doing a podcast here, my friend. That's true. That's very true. Do you have a go-to podcast that you listen to most? Um, I not. I haven't settled on anything in particular. I I like watching um, TED Talk videos, mm. but you know I'm just I I like to listen to different podcasts. I haven't sort of landed on any one in particular as of yet. Besides Build Your Network, of course. Well, of course, Build Your Network. <laughs> I'm sorry that 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 went without saying, but I should have said it. My apologies. Perfect. Well, give us a glimpse of your morning routine. Well, I wake up, and that's always a good thing. That is. Any day I wake up and I'm upright, that's a good thing. So I do my stretching exercises before I get out of bed. I have my breakfast, and then the beginning of my day, business-wise, is always focused on revenue-generating activities because that's the first thing you have to do because you've got to pay the bills and keep the lights on. What is your go-to pump-up song? I have two. Bruno Mars, Uptown Funk, and Katy Perry's Fireworks. What are you not very good at? Ugh, I wish you'd probably have my husband answer this question. I'm an, <laughs> extremely, I'm an extremely creative person. I have an arts background and whatever, so the squirrel syndrome can get me sometimes. I see a shiny new object and I go, whoa! <laughs> so what I'm really not good at sometimes is staying focused. And as we get everything wrapped up here, Jane, what is one place where we'll be able to find you the most? 
Uh, as I mentioned, LinkedIn is my go-to place. So if your listeners are so inclined and would like to connect with me, it's um, you know linkedin.com forward slash in forward slash Jane Bloffus. And then I have a Facebook uh, business page that I'm also involved with, facebook.com forward slash forward slash J-E Bloffus and on Twitter at Jane.Bloffus. That's where you'll find me hanging out. Perfect. So go find Jane over on LinkedIn, Facebook, and Twitter. And her last name is Bloffus. That's B as in boy, L-A-U-F-U-S. Jane, thanks so much for coming on the show. It was a pleasure having you on. Thanks, Travis. I really enjoyed our talk today. Hope we connect again soon. That's all for this episode of Build Your Network. Your next step is to visit byn.media slash FB to join in on our Facebook group for more personal engagement, proven strategies and tactics to reach your ultimate goals. That's byn.media forward slash FB. Remember, you're only one connection away. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you. With professional-grade industrial supplies, count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.